Welcome back, finally. Finally, we're back. <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a hot second. To the Brooklyn Gray experience. I'm Brooklyn. I'm Grayson. And this is the podcast where we honestly don't record episodes and we wait three months to do it. And um, But hey, we got some cool stuff coming up. We brought you we brought y'all back with a little interview, our favorite little... This is to kick off to a very, very exciting segment we're about to start. We are not going to announce what it is because it is a surprise. But get ready. Buckle up, if you will. Get get in the car. Start the car. Turn the car. Oh, we're off. in the tar now. We're car in the tar. Ta- car. Well, tar does involve cars. It so does. Yeah. You need tar for car. It was an accidental <laughs> slip up. I don't know why you're coming at me like that. I'm but. not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. But still, buckle up. Get ready. <coughs> get yourself in the. Okay, this is. Get your on. shoes. Get your coats because it's still cold out. Cold oh. out. God. <laughs> we might have to redo this. <laughs> we may have to restart, uh, but we're not because it's a great comedy. This is all one take. We, we don't we don't redo any of no, this. No, we really don't. If it goes too poorly, we just don't put it out. <laughs> okay, so we're coming back, like you said, with a spooky interview, our favorite. And our guest today is my beloved best friend. What is your name? Hi, guys. I'm Alex. Oh, Alex. So cheerful. I like this guy. We, we like him. We like him. We, we like, like him a lot. lot. Oh, I hate <laughs> that we did that together. <laughs> All right, so let's just kick it off. You guys know how right this goes. It. We've had a few interviews before, so you should probably already know the questions by heart by now. I mean, we don't remember it because it's been a while. <laughs> it's been like, what, three months? Two. Two months? About two months. You know what? It's been a while. Well, you know since what? our last interview episode, it's probably been about three months. Probably. But you know what? These are our favorite to do because we actually learn so much about people when it comes to these questions. Speaking of which, before we get started, if you want to tell a little bit about yourself, you can. Not get right into it okay uh i'm a freshman in college majoring in computer engineering i've been friends with brooke for two years three years yeah. well good friends for about that long and i've known her since past that uh gray i met probably half a year or a year ago yep and yeah this is fun this will be good this is so i fun. got a good feeling about this one i'm so excited all right so kicking it off digging right into it traditional let's jump right in but you can't tell that we're jumping we're not actually jumping we're actually on a floor so we're sitting we're yeah let's sit right into this just all pretend that we just jumped into it you can jump too at home but be careful if you're in a car don't do it definitely if If you're on a cliff if you did buckle up if you're on a cliff don't jump we're all here for you don't jump (laughs) it's not the time or the place sometimes jumping's not the answer wow this took a really weird turn (laughs) Yeah, didn't it? <laughs> well, I know what I mean, but it sounds very bad if yeah. you don't know what's in my head right How now. How about we just start with the questions? True. Okay, so, <laughs> you're kicking it off. Alex, what is your favorite horror movie? Alright, so it's a movie called The Circle, and it's on Netflix. Hmm. Um, and the, in this movie, there is a group of 50 people who get abducted uh, into an alien spaceship... There are no aliens present, but there are these 50 people who are standing in a circle. And uh, throughout the movie, uh, people start randomly dying. They just drop dead uh, around the circle. And nobody can figure out why these people are dying. But then about halfway through the movie, somebody figures out that uh, the rest of the people in the circle are actually deciding and voting on who dies. Mm -hmm. So... um, you get things like uh, the people need to decide whose life is worth more than others. And they don't know if like the last person alive gets to live, 
but they're assuming that. So, like, they need to make the decision of, like, should they vote to let a pregnant lady live, or should they vote to let a kid live? So, Ooh. things like that. So there's children in this movie? There are. That's always a very yeah, bold move. I like move. that. I like this. For... 50 people of, like, yeah. all, all races, all jobs, if, all ages. That's why. If you want to spark some controversy, kill a kid in your movie. Do it. Yeah. Honestly, I like the movies, though, that, like, a kid dies, because you know that, like, the director, the writers, like, everyone is very committed to the, like, this is a horror movie. I really hope no one hears that out of context. I really love seeing kids die. Okay, that's not how I meant it. <laughs> but you know what I mean, though? Like, even in the beginning no. of It. Like, it's, it's that, very... That kicked off the whole thing. Yeah, it's very powerful. That, that, that sat you down and said, this is gonna be good. Well, this Watch is... out. B- or the beginning of A Quiet Place. Yeah, but you know what, Kill though? a kid right away. It, because it... it it means in like in my perception of like seeing a child die in a horror movie that like they're willing to go there to like prove that like this is real and it, honestly for some reason seeing like a very cute kid die like even in pet cemetery when the youngest child dies like it's such a it's such a bold move and like, a lot of oh, wow. a lot of people they are not there. willing to go that far they because a lot of people don't like obviously watching like children die in very gruesome fashions but it's like we're so okay with watching like you know Billy Bob down the street that's 25 lived a decent half of life or yeah. whatever, you know, die of an awful, awful death. But, like, kid, uh-uh, we ain't doing that. But, you know, it's, to me, it just seems like it is a little bit more impactful when you see a kid die, because you almost get a little bit more taken back. But, like, if you see a regular, like, human die, you're just like, oh. Regular Joshua. Well, a regular human, we're all humans. But, like, if you see, like, somebody who's, like, middle-aged... Like, yeah. it's not that shocking, because it's like, obviously, if it's a horror movie, somebody's probably going to die in it. I think a lot of times, it's like, kids are mostly just innocent and yeah. pure. They've done nothing wrong, so they don't deserve to go just yet. A guy that's 25 could have done a lot of atrocities in his life. Yeah. They could have so. chosen not to run into that room with the murderer. Exactly. exactly. They're smart enough. <laughs> so, about this, were there any alien life forms in it, or is it just uh So, yeah, throughout the movie, you never actually see any aliens. Okay. It's just big, empty ships, and... Is it implied? Is, is it... Like, are there other beings, like, kind of um, watching over them? Or I it... mean, y- there's never actually, like, any mention whatsoever of oh. aliens. Like, if you oh. if you wanted to take that perspective, I guess you could, could think of it like the government is putting these ships right. out there. Yeah. It would just be, like, the government has, like, this super advanced technology that is, like, able to teleport people into these ships and, like, control who dies instantly. I almost kind of get a Belko experiment vibe from this movie. Have you heard of that movie? No, I haven't. That's the one where they lock all those employees in that one business building. And they're all, quite a bit of them, 100 plus or so. Yeah. And they're doing this experiment where, I don't know, they they plant like chips in your head. Yeah. And they... They'll explode, but the rules are that you you have have to to kill kill a certain amount of people every hour. Until the timer's up, or else he'll kill like 30 random people or something like that. To fill the quota of what was supposed to have happened. Yeah, and like in the end, one only ends up living anyway. But I'm pretty sure he ends up dying anyhow. He goes, he goes, he goes postal at the end and kills everyone involved in the experiment. Yeah. I think he lived. I don't remember though. But yeah, I'm kind of getting that kind of vibes from it. I I kind of like the whole group, like let's decide who lives and dies kind of dynamic. It's an interesting little thing. It seems like mm-hmm. a really big psychological thriller. It is. It really makes you think. Mm-hmm. Um, my question is: is that there is there any like <clears throat> scenes in the movie that imply that someone is watching this happen? Like anyone that's like looking through a monitor, but you don't see who is looking through that monitor. No, every. Uh, it's just through the perspective of the group, right? For the most part. Yep. You just see like. I don't know why, but that's even more chilly. That's pretty creepy, like, yeah. yeah. You just see, like, people 
that are next to each other, standing next to each other in this circle, like them having small little conversations, like a husband and wife are both in there and mm. like they need to decide like, do they want to kill this doctor or do they want to kill this elderly man? And it's just like, you are there thinking with those characters. So it really, it gets you. How do they know that they have to kill each other? It just comes to that point? Or? Um, yeah. Couldn't so they, couldn't like, they just all sit there and be like, well, I guess we're trapped here. <laughs> that, that is more or less what they do for the first half of the movie. But okay. then one guy realizes like he's looking around at people in the circle and like, okay, so everybody that is standing around in this circle has their own little red dot that they're standing on. And uh, each person can, like, look around at the people and, like, say, I was looking at you, Brooke, and you were standing on a red dot. Your red dot would glow. And then if I closed my fist, I would be selecting you. I would be voting for you to die. So uh, each person sees differently. So, like, I would only see the red dot that I'm looking at, whereas, like, Gray, if you were looking Wild. at me, my red dot would be glowing. Okay. So the people slowly realize that, like, they're voting for who dies. All right. What if you're just a really nervous, like, handsy person? You're just like, oh, my gosh, and you just keep closing your face. Everyone I, keeps dying. You're like, what's happening? Can I, can I back out of that decision? How do I do that? <laughs> do I, do I open, double fist thing. What do I do with my hands? What do I do? Yeah, for, like, for the first half of the movie, everybody is panicking because they yeah. don't know why people are dying or, like, how, who is deciding who dies, and they're just panicking. That honestly is very, very chilling in my brain because it's not like a, you know, honestly, I'm getting, if, when you watch a bunch of horror movies, it's, it feels like everything's already been done and so it's very. It's all laid out for you. You know what's going to happen. Yeah. It, it, even just it all knowing the, the basic um, pattern of most movies where it's like call to action and then, you know, something happens and then someone dies and then they learn and then they like prevail or whatever. Sequel. But, Exactly. It's like, you know, when you know that, you you kind of understand that, like, something's, like, it's either going to end happy or it's going to end bad, but you pretty much know what's going to happen, like, based off, like, very broad, like, definitions. But, like, when stuff like this happens, you're just, like, completely in for the ride because you have no idea what's going to happen. I don't know which way you'll go. I don't know. I like it, but also, you know, it, it's a cool take on a horror movie because, I mean, also, I mean, it's probably more on underneath, like, psychological thriller, but, like, it could still be horrifying to a lot of people. But I, you know, I think that it's really cool that it's, like, taking a different turn. Kind of like how The Quiet Place ended, where it, where it even started, where it's, like, kills the kid, um, like, automatically. And then all of a sudden, the mom goes rogue, and it's just like, all right, come here. Let me kill y'all. <laughs> like, it, it's just, like, something like that, where it's, like, it, it takes a turn you weren't expecting. And it, it's just kind of cool. But I, I like when things don't follow that, like, certain pattern, where it's, mm -hmm. like, a specific killer, or, goes like, there's the a weird has. motive. Because, like, normally when people kill, it's because they're, like, crazy, or, like, they're, like, inhuman in some way, or that's, like, a desire for, like, money or love, or we don't it's know. just... We don't know what their motives are. I'm not trying to get in the mind of a, psycho a psycho killer right now, but... But, yeah, no, but that's what I'm saying, is, like, yeah. it, it's, like, there's very, like, <clears throat> there's very broad, like, this is the category this movie fits in, where it's, like, demonic demon, all right, there you go. See, the people in this movie are gonna have the same kind of mindset the three of us would have. Yeah, where it's, if like, we were innocent. all put in a, in a group, and we have to decide... How we're gonna do this? Right. When when you can Alex, put yourself in those shoes and you know. When Alex mentioned this to me before you arrived at the destination in which we are recording this podcast episode, um, the you, first thought I you had, had to was, make word quote on a paper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but when he first like told me about this, the first thing I had in my brain was um, Twilight Zone. I've seen so many episodes where it's like people are just really confused yeah. and then they go rogue and start killing people because they're, they're getting really paranoid about like what's happening. Like, why is this happening to you? But it's not happening to anybody else. You must be the problem. 
And so they kill you because they're just so scared. And it's like all these innocent people doing horrible acts just because they're scared. And that's, you know, it's putting us back in that perspective of like, um, like survival skills of like our bare minimum, like live or die kind of stuff where it's like, what are you willing to do to survive kind of stuff? Um, like animals. Yeah. Because we are mammals, we have those instincts, and they kick in when we get terrified. Yeah, and a big part of that movie also is, like, seeing the differing viewpoints between, like, say, a middle-aged suburban dad versus um, a pregnant mom from New York or something yeah. like that. Where, like, uh, seeing, like, who people think is worthy of being the last person alive. So, like, some people would think it was the kid because they haven't lived their lives yet they've got the most potential whereas others would see like a doctor because they already are a really good person and are doing more things for the world yeah or like a pregnant lady because you're saving two lives instead of one my question is is that are these people from a specific continent or are they from all over uh they're all from one city okay um because a little bit of a spoiler alert at the end of the movie you, um, the one person, the last person, uh, is teleported back down to the earth. They survive. Um, and they look up and they can see like hundreds of these ships in the sky. So like this didn't just happen to these 50 people. It happened to basically everyone. That is wild. That's, you know what that's like though? It's, um, like survival of the fittest where it's like, you clearly were the best of these 50 people. So you get to live. It's like kind of like making a perfect population. Or like, hmm. that's one way to look at it. Extinction. They're all just kids, though. <laughs> like all the kids got to survive. Well, yeah, but they probably wouldn't even know how to clench their fists. Like it's all babies, and they're just like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just send a baby back down. Just. <laughs> it's, it's gonna die out there. It doesn't know what to do. The mom isn't. She yeah. died. <laughs> like, and the baby's just like, well, crap. He doesn't even know how to say crap. He's just like, ah, <laughs> hungry, hungry, <laughs> ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> all right okay we should probably move on because that was a very good explanation but okay so what is your favorite horror game all right so um i had some trouble remembering the name of this but i found out it's called sardines it's basically hide and seek but you play it in your house with all of the lights off and uh <clears throat> after the sun goes down so there's no light coming in from any windows so it is pitch black in your house and you have to play hide and seek in pitch black is there anything that you have to do differently because it's dark? Like, clap or, like, say, like, Marco. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Uh, it's just, it's harder to, like, find your way around if you are trying to hide. Because, like, you only have a certain amount of time to, like, hurry up and hide. So, like, if you don't know your way around uh, whoever's house you're playing at, you're pretty much screwed because you... Home field advantage is important, though. Yeah. Because if you're hiding in your own house, you know exactly where to go. Yeah, and then same thing for, like, a disadvantage (laughs) for the Seekers is it's super dark. So, like, say somebody was hiding in a really dark corner wearing all black clothes. Not gonna You might not see them if you walk into that room. So, like, people can hide in more obvious places because it's pitch black. The Seekers don't get flashlights, right? Everything's just done in the dark? it's complete black. Wow. Honestly, that is terrifying. Yeah. I don't know what's more scary, the fact that, like, you're just... Okay, honestly, I don't even like going to, like, 
Okay, if I walk anywhere in my house in the middle of the night, I'm turning on all the lights to make a path of where I'm going. Like, I don't even like walking yeah. in the dark. You know how, like, some people would be like, oh, I'm just going to walk through this because it's right there. No, I am all psychos? lights on right now. I st- no, I have to turn on lights. Let's see, I, I just walk around with a flashlight. Or That's that. good enough yeah. for me. That's fine, even. Because, like, what happens... Okay, <clears throat> this is, like, this is where my mind goes, though. But, like, what happens if, like... You, you think you found somebody, and then all of a sudden you're like, you're like, hey, why are you not, like, you turn the light on, it's not there anymore. Like, that's the part that freaks me out, because, like, I've had things like that happen to me. I was just thinking about how creepy it would be if you were sitting in your hiding spot, and then out of the darkness, you just hear, found you. Oh! <laughs> scare the crap out of me. I probably would scream. <laughs> See, and as a kid that was afraid of the dark, but absolutely loved to play hide-and-seek, I had really mixed feelings about this game. <laughs> Were you a good hider? Were you pretty good? Like... I would always hide in, like, bathroom cabinets. Okay. So, like, clear out all of the stuff from under the sink, <laughs> quick put it on the counter, <laughs> and then hide under the sink. See, I'm very creative when it comes to, like, hiding spots, because I'm just, like, I'm not going to go for the obvious, like, underneath the bed kind of thing. I'm going to crawl behind <clears throat> the Rubbermaid containers that I have in my closet <laughs> in that tiny, like, inch and a half space that's available, and I'm just going to stand there like a stiff board waiting. Because, like, you're not going to think that anything's back there, but, like, no. joke's on you, I am. <laughs> I am back here. My laziness would also definitely come into play when I played this game, because, like, if I had to stand in a hiding spot, it's not the hiding spot for me. <laughs> no, yeah. I would either be standing the whole time. I'd either be sitting or lying down. True. I mean, honestly, if I if it was in the pitch black, I mean, just like, like scanning my room, I have this like chair that's like like a bigger chair with like a cushion kind of like um, seating option. I don't know how to describe this for people who don't know what I'm looking at. Yeah, that it's a, chair. It's a moon chair. It's a, a moon chair. Hmm. All right, cool. Moon chair. I'd hide underneath it. Crawl up in a little ball, hide underneath it. It's dark. You're not going to think I'm down there. If you feel me, you'd probably be like, oh, it's a cat, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I'd true. probably meow, too. and be like, meow. <laughs> it's like, oh, just the cat. Just the cat. Why are you so not fluffy anymore? <laughs> Bald spot. And you're like, wait, you could talk? No. <laughs> meow. Phone goes off. Oh, cat has a phone. Weird. <laughs> Weird. Oh, cat giggles. That's di- that's different. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's really terrifying, though. Like, okay, what age were you playing this game at? Uh, I was probably around somewhere between six and eight. Huh. No. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of deduce why they call it sardines. Do you know why they do? No. Well, can you imagine what sa- sa- sardines are in? Oh, we can. Yeah. Darkness. So I bet it's pretty dark in there, right? <laughs> I just assumed that's what it was. Yeah, probably. I was like, oh, I wonder what they call it sardines. It's because they're pretty big sardine locked in a whole house. <laughs> I like how he said, what was the name of it? Tuna? <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I knew it was a fish. <laughs> yeah, apparently. A tuna would yeah. probably work too because it's just stuck in a can. <laughs> I mean, anything. I'm t- well, you could call the game tomatoes at that point then. I'm spam. Let's go play spam. <laughs> Sounds like some weird internet like yeah. email game. <laughs> like, uh, do you want some coupons? <laughs> like spam folder. I feel like there might have been more rules to the game. Like you had to have all of the hiders hide in one spot. Oh. What? Well, that'd that be makes hard. Sense though. But sardines. Because what if you yeah. wanted to like strike a conversation? What if someone giggles? Well, someone like accidentally starts... tickles the other one. Like, because I like vaguely remember like, okay, so I used to play this with my family. So it was me, my sister, and my mom and my dad. And Aww. like, say, <laughs> say, my sister was the one trying to find us all. I like vaguely remember like me, my mom, and my dad just lying in the hot tub of their bathroom, <laughs> or in the in the tub of their bat- bathroom, and just like all three of us uncomfortably lying in a tub together. That's an awesome. So, that's like, a pretty that's picture awesome. to paint in your mind. <laughs> so yeah, I feel like that kind of plays into the sardine. I, that makes well, sense though. Yeah, they're all together, all close together. 
That makes sense. Line but you know up. what, though? I giggle at everything. So just even the fact that, like, I'm very close to people right now. I would start <laughs> giggling, and then someone else would start giggling. It would just be a chain of giggling. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if it was Yasmin. You hear that laughing in the dark, you're just like... Okay, that <laughs> would be terrifying, too. Just, like, tiny giggles where it's like... <laughs> <laughs> Do that game. Well, by then you'd have to change your hiding spot. Okay, but what if also like you were the one hiding, and um, you think that it's like coming into the room, and then you're just like, oh shoot, they found us, and like turn the lights on, no one's there, and like then you ask like, oh, I thought you were in here, and you're like, oh, I didn't even go to that room. I would be scared because your eyes start to adjust to the darkness. You're gonna see shapes. Yeah, after you'll a think while. you'll see something. But yeah, not even if you see like think you see something. What if you actually do see something, but then you're just like, wait, is, that, is my mind or is that a demon? I don't Dang. know. Uh, yeah, that's too easy. <laughs> but you know what? There's just too many risks for me. I feel like I'd be traumatized after playing that game now as an adult. <laughs> this sounds pretty creepy. Well, I loved that. I love that. I love that more than the traditional, oh, you know what? I like I like Skyrim. I like amnesia. <laughs> <laughs> Skyrim's not even scary. That was Andrew's answer. I'm pretty sure. He said Skyrim? I'm pretty I sure. I thought he said Outlast. Have... You know what? Maybe. I don't know. I'm pretty sure one of them said like a like a typical horror game I, I like that one though that one is cooler no, because there's more yeah. to go on it you know all right moving on moving on do you believe in ghosts i do all right do. moving on to the next question if you believe a ghost <laughs> the little arrow yes all right this is the next question it's like a flow chart exactly um yes, why do why? you believe was it like a specific experience or are you just really open-minded to the idea so it's a little bit of both um i believe in like spirits after death um not necessarily like with the purpose of haunting people but just like watching over their family and friends just kind of chilling yep uh but it's also a little bit of a personal personal experience um uh i used to do theater in high school oh my god i don't think you've ever told me this i'm very excited (laughs) um and there were a couple of nights where i would stay uh very late into the night and into the morning uh, until about five in the morning uh programming the theatrical lights because uh, you need to tell them when to turn on and off for all the shows and uh, it would be me uh, my co-worker and our boss uh, were the only three people left in the entire building mm-hmm. in the entire high school can i make a statement really quick i would die if i had to be in cheyenne by myself with like even like five people if i was in that entire building by myself with five people i would be shitting myself because i remember a distinct time walking into that building it was like probably like 6 50 in the morning it's dark out still it was cold what <laughs> have you i was in a stairwell like the stairwell around the area that the the construction worker died when making the expanded mm-hmm. part to that building. Oh, and yeah, I, I remember that. I got to the door and I was about to put my hand on the handle to walk through and to get out into the hallway and I felt a very distinctive tap on my shoulder. So I turned around expecting to see somebody trying to like mess with me. And I'm like, I was about to turn around and be like, it's too early for this. But I turned around and there was no one there. And I was just like, and I stood there like frozen in fear for like probably like in my mind a year and a half but like in reality probably like five seconds and then i just like sprinted to my locker which was like a foot away from that door and i was just like i don't feel any safer being over here now and it was terrifying and because like most of the time when i get there it was so early because you and i had early classes mm-hmm. it was like there were still lights off because yep. they hadn't turned them on yet even in the hallways <laughs> even in the hallways that's because that's how early we would get there wow. it was tragic and so this that building terrifies me. So I'm so excited. Continue. Okay, so like we knew we were the last three people in this building because like 
the custodians came around to the theater and they were like, all right, yep, we're heading out for the night. We're gonna lock up the building and turn on the motion sensors so you can leave through this specific door and that's it. If you leave anywhere else during the building, it'll trip the motion sensors and the police will instantly be called. <laughs> so um, we knew we were the last three people in this building. And it was probably about three or four in the morning when this happened one day, we were there programming. And um, the doors that go from the lobby of the theater to the outside have uh, a little local fire alarm sound that goes off when you open them. And that sound went off. All three of us were up in the booth, I just got the chills. sitting at the light board, and we hear that sound go off, and we just like stop what we're doing. Everybody is silent. We look at each other, and um, Austin, my coworker, just goes, "What the fuck was that?" <laughs> <laughs> so like, we all, all of the lights go on. So like, we have a fader on the light board that says "panic." And we hit that fader. Oh my god. All of the work lights turn on in the entire theater, on the stage, in the house, in the catwalks, everything is on. And we go downstairs, we turn on the lights in the lobby, and we're like, who the hell is here? That is terrifying. Yeah. I've had a nightmare where I was like, I, you know, obviously we were, I was still in high school, so this makes sense because that place was just, you know, a stressful and a half. But like, I had a nightmare that I was the last person, like, and I was being chased by this murderer in that building. But the thing is, that building is so big. There are so many rooms. There's so many hiding spots, especially in the theater. I've been on the catwalks mm -hmm. because, you know, I wasn't supposed to be, but I was up there. Uh, we don't have to talk <laughs> about that right now. But Being anyway, <laughs> so we were up there. And, or no, in my dream, I was up there running around trying to get away from this guy and he kept hiding from me in the theater. So it's like really wild that I had nightmares about that theater. And I like, even under the pit, like that cement ass building of a freaking room yep. that goes into a windy staircase. That place terrified me. It's the Phantom of the Opera. Oh my God. That was God. my favorite show there. But you know what though? <laughs> it was, it was, it's kind of ironic that that happened in that part of the building when you experience that too but then I had a dream about that about being like chased by somebody and like that feeling of like it, they could be anywhere in this entire building and I would not know because like obviously mm -hmm. that's probably your first thought is who the hell is in here right and like, we never ended up finding anyone that is terrifying but like okay what's scarier though not finding somebody or finding someone I would say not finding someone because then you just like it's an open slate you don't know whether someone is in the building or not true but and like it just weighs on you the entire night all of those exterior doors were locked so it couldn't have been somebody coming into the building it would have been somebody hiding out in the building or leaving the building oh oh Ooh. i'm so happy i don't <laughs> go there sorry jordan you still go there that's my brother by the way i don't think i've ever mentioned him but jordan ha that sucks for you let's have jordan on the show oh let's have jordan on the show god no That'd be the most <laughs> boring episode ever do you believe in ghosts no. no why not <laughs> I don't. Because. <laughs> because. <laughs> That's how we think my brother laughs. It's like Squidward, but like really short and fast. <laughs> if you're here for his laughs, you would know. Jordan, if, Jordan, if you're so listening distinct. to this, I know you're not. Sorry. <laughs> Jordan, if you're listening to this. <laughs> okay. 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 Continue. Continue. That was pretty much the end of the story we never so just up, went to look and found nothing right we never found anything we verified that all the doors were locked mm. we verified that like all of the sensors were like still functioning um 
Yeah. Why is it whenever I hear about ghosts inhabiting, like, a school, it's always in the theater? Cheyenne doesn't have a theater ghost, though. Okay. Like, West Fargo High School has a theater ghost. They do. I'm not sure if, I've seen a picture of its foot. Like, it's crazy. (laughs) No, no, I'm kidding. Can you get the picture? Can Uh, I see it? No, this person that had the picture, I don't even think lives here anymore, but... Yeah. I'm not sure, like, who died or when. Yeah. It was, like, a picture taken of, like, some choir concert or something, and you just saw, like, just a, a sneaker... I kid you not, it was a sneaker. It looked like a just a ghostly, a, a ghostly foot. And that was it. Yep. On the stage. His name is Rupert. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. And West Fargo High School has two disco balls that they keep in the catwalks. Those are affectionately referred to as Rupert's balls. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, when one of those disco balls was, like, taken for the middle schools in the district... Rupert lost one of his balls. <laughs> no. Oh no. He was castrated. Yeah, Halfway. Like, yeah. <laughs> but Cheyenne doesn't have a ghost yet because like, yet, my boss always like he is about fifty five now, and he always says that like if he if he dies he wants to die in Cheyenne so that he can he can be, be the, the ghost. Cheyenne theater ghost. That's messed up. Yeah. <laughs> oh does every God. does every school in town have a theater ghost? Do you know that? Um. I don't believe either of the middle schools do. Okay, okay. Can I just say something, though? Because, like, okay, I know this is a fact. I know a lot of people might be like, oh, my God, Brooke, shut up. Like, no one cares. But, like, I've had a lot of experiences in the lately that have made me think, like, what if I have something, like, a little bit on, like, the medium psychic spectrum? And, because, like, I don't know, I have a very good distinctive, like, tell-all sign that happens where it's, like, I know something's here, even if it's not necessarily, like, something that's, like, super obvious to everybody so i'm just gonna let you know there is a ghost in there i've felt it i've been in that place i've been in there in the dark i've had to be there multiple times where that stage is not lit and so a ghost in the theater or in the whole of cheyenne um well definitely where that guy died 100 percent. but also in the theater specifically there's all like also like the locker rooms oh those are bad i'm just i'm just saying i've been in there several times and, like, thought I've heard something and then, like, go to look and there's no one in there and I'm the only do, one in there. And then I just, like, sprint out because I'm terrified. Do people have to have died there to no. be there? I have, okay, uh, just in case anyone else has the same um, ideology that, like, a ghost in order to haunt something has to die there. That is completely and utterly not true. And I'm not saying that, like, you're wrong. Like, you're, you suck. But, like, you know, because it's that's a just very a, that's common, a common misconception. misconception. Yeah. Um, but, um, ghosts can be attached to very, very random things. Like, they, they can be attached to the land. They can be attached because they died there. They can be attached to something that's in the place. They can be attached just because they literally just want to be there. It really has no rhyme or reason. But that's why you always hear about, like, haunted objects. Like, the Annabelle doll. It's not the doll itself. It's whatever's attached to the doll that's making it, um, do the, you know, the dirty, the dirty deed. But, that's why I feel like, um... Especially that Cheyenne is is haunted in that theater area because I've I've never gone into that theater being like I feel completely safe um, because I'm I always feel like there's somebody just watching because I've had also like I've been part of that like all right we're this is the last class let's go set up for the concert tonight kind of crew um, and like had to go in some of those closets and the like where the curtain is like behind the curtain yep. and it's just it's so eerie because it's always dark there's things you could trip on there's just weird objects from past musicals and plays and it's just like a very eerie vibe 100% altogether no matter what 
And honestly, like, when I was up there in the catwalks by myself with, like, two other people, like, that we were the only ones in the theater, and it was, like, very dimly lit because no one else was in there, like, it was even worse. Like, I had, you know that feeling when, like, somebody's behind you and you get that rush feeling, you want to just, like, sprint because Mm -hmm. it's, like, that weird instinct of, like, someone's behind me, it's a threat, I don't know what it is. Yeah. I had that feeling the entire time when I was up in that catwalk, but I knew I was like, I'm not going to freaking run. I could fall over and die, and then I would be the ghost of this freaking theater. <laughs> I would be the Cheyenne ghost. But, it, you know, it's just, you know, it's just one of those things. I've always felt just very eerie in that room itself, mm-hmm. and it's it's so scary to hear you talk about that because I actually went there, and I've been in those buildings, and I've been in those places, and I'm just like, oh. I mean, she, also, she also gets a vibe in my basement, so. 100%. <laughs> But hey, you made it through and you survived. I did. Still here. I got that diploma one way or another. I'll tell I you I got that, that diploma and I yeet. <laughs> you either yeet or yeeted. <laughs> you either get yeet or yoted. I don't even know anymore what it is. Yeet. It's just yeet. Okay, so it, has there ever been a time in your life where you were not a believer? And like you were just like, nah, I don't know. Uh, nothing's happened. Uh, don't know. Couldn't tell you. I don't really think so because like I'm generally a very open-minded person and i guess i've always been like that so like i was always open to the idea of ghosts but like up until like this point i'd never had a real personal experience with them so like i didn't have anything like concrete but i was still open-minded to it i like that i like that a lot i mean grayson was he he wasn't like a non-believer like oh that's all in your mind like whatever there's a reasonable explanation he was just like He's like, I'm open to the idea, but nothing's ever happened to me. So I'm naturally a skeptic by, like, nature. Right. And um, it took him to uh, date me to change that <laughs> because he's had some experiences in my house, my house alone, where things have happened. And that makes me feel so great to sleep here alone sometimes. But, yes, um, it's always such an interesting question, too. And, like, you, like, you know, there's there's those people that, like, they're believers because something has happened or they've just always kind of been like, yeah, I mean, yeah, it makes probably, sense. probably. But then there's always those people, too, that are like, nah, I don't yeah. know about that, but, you know, it could just be something. Yeah, you're just blowing steam. Yeah, so <laughs> it's just, it's really cool, though, to, like, hear different perspectives on that because, um, you never know. And it's interesting. It really, it really is. All right, well, Alex, what is your biggest fear? So, uh, pretty much the same thing it was when I was a kid. I am still really freaking afraid of the dark. I love that question. I heard that answer. I love that question. Good question. Oh, great question, me. Good, good, good stuff. So brave. Honestly, I I have to agree because for me, the dark. I've had most of my experience, like like ghostly experiences or like paranormal like stuff, happen when it's like nighttime. Mm-hmm. I'm by myself, or it's just generally dark where the thing is happening. Like one of my biggest and i will say this story till the day i die it was the only time i ever just like looked at a ghost and said i don't fucking care and walked back into my room was the day i woke up i had some womenly uh happenings in the early of the morning uh i know tmi but who cares we all know i'm very open about that anyhow i go to the bathroom i do my business i clean up you know i'm going back to my room and this is like the only time in my life that i will not turn a light on to follow my path back to where i'm going is like if i'm just so in pain i don't give a shit like there's nothing worse that could happen than what's already happening to me and um i got to my door and at the time my brother's room and my room were like literally like almost to a point with our doors because like our rooms kind of like cascaded apart from each other 
and um, I got to my door, and for some reason, something had caught my attention, and I looked over, and I see this, like, very dark figure of a little boy um, just looking at me, and I don't see any features, and all I can tell, though, from, like, what I feel, like, in my um, perspective of, like, what I'm witnessing in my head is that, like, like, I see the shadow, but in my head, I'm, like, it's a boy, I know that, and that's, like, kind of goes into why I think I'm, like, kind of, like, maybe medium-ish, psychish, ish that didn't make sense whatever <laughs> we're gonna move on but like you know I, in my head I was like why is the little boy looking at me like that what the hell and like but I had I had such bad cramps I, I looked at this thing and I literally like held the gaze with it for a very long period of time and I just said I don't fucking care and I just walked back <laughs> in my room and I slammed the door and went back to bed because I was tired I was in pain I didn't I give a that, shit I bet that boy was really sad after that honestly I've had <laughs> I've had my mom tell me that she's had multiple especially in the recent um like year or so um like multiple happenings with a little child in that hallway and the thing is is that she even had a couple when I was still living with her but the second that I was like completely shut it down and just like took the power out of it with like I don't care like you don't bother me kind of attitude it never bothered me again Mm -hmm. I've had Mm -hmm. multiple things happen to me other than that probably hurt his feelings but I didn't give it that power, so I was like, well, I'm not going to mess with that, because it doesn't, it, she won't give me what I want anyway, which mm-hmm. is more energy, and honestly, it, it's like the most badass thing I've ever done in my life, is look at a oh, ghost Kurt. that I would normally be like, shitting my pants at, and just being like, I don't give a fuck, okay, whatever, you're there, cool, I'm going back to bed, Good. and, do you, bro, but like, it was, I'll it happened in the pitch black darkness, mm-hmm. and even though I woke up and like, was like you know it freaks me out to think that I even did that but it's like at the end of the day though it was like I don't know if it would have been more scary if it was in the dark thinking I'm seeing something or if I like like legit light like there's a hallway light and I'm like legit seeing like a black figure of a little boy silhouette yeah and it's like I don't I feel like the darkness is still scarier because it's like it could still be a like a play on my eyes in a way like Mm -hmm. I'm not actually seeing that it's just my eyes seeing that in a weird way. So it's like, to me, it, it's, there's a lot of unknown that still goes into the darkness. So that's why I really love when people talk about having a fear of the dark because I definitely Where do. does your fear of the dark stem from? Did you have an experience as a child that Alrighty. stuck with you? So. <laughs> He's excited. <laughs> Origin story. Okay. So the first house that I lived in, um, from ages zero to five, um, this was, so you can either call it a four-story house or you can call it like a three-and-a-half-story house because like there was the main floor and then there was an upstairs and then there was one basement and then a second basement below that basement but like each mm-hmm. basement was like half a floor down okay. so it's not like a full like, yeah. 10 feet down or something. So my bedroom was in the second basement all the way down. Um, and... To get up in the morning and, like, go up to the main floor to have breakfast, uh, I would always be in the dark because, like, the light switches were at the top of the stairs. and I don't like that. Yeah. (laughs) So I would always, like, run from my room as fast as possible (laughs) to get up to the main floor where there's some light coming in from the windows. So, like, basically my fear of basements really um, molded with my fear of the dark. I just, like, amplified it. Man, oh, man, basements, they just never seem to be okay. Yep. I've had my worst experience in this house involved my basement. <laughs> Are you able to sleep in pure darkness, though? I am. Okay. 
See, I can't do that because I've had, like, I've, okay, I've definitely had my moments where I'm just like, you know what? You know what? I'm going to be a big girl tonight. I'm not going to go to bed with the TV on. And then, like, Yeah, when's the last seconds, time that happened? Like, seven years ago. <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen up. <laughs> went to bed, thought I was going to be a big girl, went to bed without the TV on. I got a huge slap on my window. And then when I looked right, up at it, there was night. a handprint on my window. So don't worry about that. Oh, and boy. the thing that happened is I'm a clean freak. That stuff doesn't happen. Um, I definitely am not going to leave a huge smudge of a handprint on my very nicely just clean windows that I had just cleaned that day because I micro went through my day and I was like, I just cleaned. No, I just cleaned these windows. I think this happened to me. Was that in this room? No, that was in my mom's house. My mom's house was fucked up. Let me tell you. Were you on the first or second floor? Second. Oh jeez. See, that makes it creepier. Yeah, yeah. and you know so, what? My first thought was, oh my god, someone is outside on my roof. They were just waiting for you to turn that TV off. Slapping my window. I don't know what would have been more scary—a ghost doing that or having just some random person right. on my roof, hitting my very, very clean breakable window. window. Breakable and clean window. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, the the part that freaked me out more was that it was a left hand print, and if I would have done that, I would have definitely used my right because I'm right handed. Right. And um, the other thing was that it had no fingers at all, at all, and it was a full palm. And it's like you hmm. have to be like very much like pressing to get your full palm, right? And not have any markings of any fingers. It was literally just the palm. Hmm. And the thing was, is it was bigger than my hand. Um, it was, uh, obviously again, a left because I could see the indentation of where a thumb would start. And obviously the lines matched up with more of like a left hand print. And then the part that freaked me out the most or two things was that I mimicked the sound by doing it with my own hand and it was the same sound. And then the part that freaked me out more was that I wiped it off and it was on the inside of my window. Ooh, oh boy. And it was literally like a few inches away from where I was sleeping because my bed was right underneath the window. So I am heated. <laughs> when you heard that sound, did you just like... I was awake. Would you, did you just run to your door and turn on all of the lights in your I room? didn't actually. Because at first I went into like mom mode of like, who the hell is in my house? Of like, <laughs> who is outside? And at first, like my one of my first thoughts was a bird hit the window. And I was like, that would make sense. Fair enough. Because um, like, obviously, even though I believe in all this stuff, I want to have a rational explanation. Because right. that is a lot easier to handle. <laughs> even if it is a psychopath on my window, just being like, bam! <laughs> like, it's still a lot easier to manage than having something that you can't see inside your room. Right. Physically making contact. And... The scarier part about that was that um, I was facing away from it. Like, kind of like... So, if the window is um, on the wall, my bed, the where my head was, was right next to that window on the same, like, wall. Mm -hmm. And I was facing to the um, opposite side. So, like, the window was where my head was. And so, I was facing the very just, like, blank wall... And I was on FaceTime with someone else. So someone else heard the same thing happen. They were witnessing it with me. And they were just like, what the hell was that? And that was the part that also freaked me out. Because normally when things like that happen, it's a lot of the time just like one person. And right. it's like, even though other people are in the same house or like in the same proximity, it's like only one person will still experience it. Mm -hmm. Which is like, I don't know, more freaky. Because it's like, how the hell can they do that? Yeah. But the part that freaked me out the most was how 
fucking close it was and how much energy it had to literally just fucking clobber my window and leave a physical mark. I am still not okay with that. I did not sleep that night. I had school the next morning. I went to school looking like a crazy one. My hair was frizzy. I had no makeup on. I had very big bags underneath my eyes. I was like, guys, listen to this. I'm woke. That, like, freaks me out that, like, that other person was able to hear it. Because, like, I, like, I hear, like, if I'm in a dark, quiet room, like, completely silent, like, my imagination will just start running and I'll, like, hear sounds, but, like, most of it's just being generated in my head. Right. But, like, the fact that that second person heard it, like, you know that that? was an actual sound. Yeah, and the thing was is that, like, when I do that, because I do that too, where I think of things and then all of a sudden I hear a sound and then I have to question, like, did that happen or is that in my head? Mm -hmm. But the thing was is that I was not thinking. I was literally just, like, he was, like, talking, like, very, like, softly because we were, like, we were both trying to, like, go to sleep, but I was, like, kind of freaked out because I was trying. And then the worst part was this was the first night that I had just turned the TV off and I was like, you know, I'm going to go to bed without it on for once. And then that happened. I did not sleep with that TV the person off. person was sitting there. Any single other night in that house. It was just sitting there waiting for you to turn off TV. Finally, he was like, got it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the thing that freaked me out more was that, um, like, when it happened, I was like my my attention was solely on this person and then all of a sudden when that happened it scared the hell out of me because i was just like oh my god it was a loud noise out in the pitch black pure silence and it was it was just chilling and like the thing that scared me too was the fact that because i couldn't find like a bird or even remnants of a person and no one was obviously in my room because i still slept with my door locked because no one could get in then because I was also just afraid of people walking in and freaking me out in the middle of the night. Um, the part that like got to me was I was still on FaceTime with the same person. And I sat down on my bed with the flashlight on my phone shining up to the ceiling. And I was just trying to sit there and like contemplate what the hell that was and what was going on. And when I did, I saw something on my window through the like flashlight... Uh, and when I looked, when I saw it through the, like, very small, like, window of light that it got, I noticed that there was something on my window, and that's when I realized that it was a fucking handprint on the fucking inside of my room, and I was never sleeping in that house again. I am still very, very satisfied with moving out, and honestly, the, like, my mom, she has stepkids now, and, um, they have also told me, like, my mom has told me of, like, other things happening, like, the house that growls at her, things like that. This house is not good. I'm not mad about moving, and when my mom says to come see her, I'm just always just like, no. <laughs> like, she was out of town, and she's like, come come make sure the cats are okay, and I'm like, yeah, that's a big negative. They're just gonna have to figure it out, because I'm not going in that house let the ghost alone. Take, let the ghost take care of the You should have brought them to me. Yeah. <laughs> If they were here, they'd be fine, but they're going to have to deal with that one. Natural selection's going to have to make sure that the strongest one survives. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that has been a very, very Loaded. fun. That's the, very... Best, that's the best interview episode we've had. No very... offense to everybody else, but... I'm sorry. Yeah, I can't. Hands that's a, down. That's a big Hands bar. Down. That's a big bar. Let's, yeah. Jeez. Good job, Alex. So, yes. That the, was... bar, the bar has been raised. Yeah. Oh, and, and yeah. I don't think anyone's getting over that one. <sighs> Guys, good, we're going to have stuff. to step it up with your interviews, okay? Because um, uh, th- that was pretty amazing. That was uh, perfect. So, what do we got going on? You and me? We can't tell them because right. it's a big secret. Ha! 
you thought. <laughs> no, but we got something really cool coming up for you guys. It's going to be Sunday. dropping on Sunday, Sunday. this week. St. So Patty's Day. Look so forward wear your to green, it. put on the podcast, and I don't know, have yourself a shamrock shake or something. What do the kids have on St. Patrick's Day? A beer? <laughs> Maybe a beer <laughs> if you're kids. of age. I hope the kids are not. If that. you're of age, of course. Kids are listening. They're just like, what the hell am I doing with my He told me to have a beer. Got the police knocking at our door right now. They're just like, how did they know where we live? That was quick. We don't condone underage drinking. Yeah, no, thank you, Alex. Do, yeah, what he said, do not if do that. If you weren't here, we would just let that ride. And then they'd be like, I don't know, you know what? I this can't... podcast anymore. I regret saying that, sorry. All right, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Obviously, we... Thank you. Thank you to Alex for stopping yeah, by. Yeah, thank you. This Thanks for fun. having me. Yep. I love we need, this. We need to do more collabs with him, I think, so... We, you're our just, you're our favorite guest. You're gonna be our our co co host. Well, yeah, well, our co host because we're the host. We so co host. You just pop in every once in a while and just like, hey guys, what's up? So okay, we're running out of time. So thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you on Sunday. Sunday. So keep it spooky, people. <laughs>